And welcome back to the Murdy Creative Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today's topic is ad nonsense. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who supported the company so far. If you haven't got a chance, go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y creative.co. Or you can check us out on our social medias. All of the links are at the top of the website. Be sure to use the little banner at the very top of the website to join our Discord server, or you can use the link at the top of the description. We do a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff there. We love talking with you, and we're hoping to use it more and more as the future goes on. So check out our Discord in the link on the top of the description or on the top of the website. Also, you can check us out on Amazon if you're curious. So. I got a correction first. Thank you so much to all of you who mentioned this, but specifically shout out to Marcus. Thank you. It is chat GPT. Yes. Chat, no. Chat GTP. GTP. Good toilet paper. Chat, good toilet paper. Okay. GTP. I keep getting that wrong. I got it long, rat, wrong last time, and I'm obviously clearly struggling to know the difference. I don't know why anybody puts acronyms in any of their things, but that's just my side of things. So I got that one wrong, obviously. I'm sure for those of you that knew what I was talking about and was listening, every time I said it wrong, you just go, that's not right. So I do that all the time. And when I listen to podcasts and people get things wrong, so I apologize. I hope that that didn't make you turn it off. And uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be great. We sh- I should learn its name after all. It is going to run the world soon enough. But anyway, today we're talking about ad nonsense. And that's a little joke because Google uh, calls their thing AdSense, S-E-N-S-E. But I think that's uh, it's, it's a little bit of a. Uh, little bit of a problem calling it that because it doesn't make any sense at all. But I'm not actually talking about Google today. So what we ended up doing not that long ago at the end of last year, beginning of this year, was we pulled back on our Google ads. They weren't working as well as our Facebook ads at the time, and we just didn't want to spend money on things that weren't working as well. So we pulled back on that a little bit. We haven't pulled back on it entirely. And the dynamics of things have changed a little bit. And someday the future of AI is going to allow me to say, here's the money I'm willing to spend every day on advertising. And it'll be smart enough to be able to say, okay, when things are starting to go better on Facebook, it's going to allot more of the budget to Facebook. And when things are going to go a little bit better on Google, it's going to allot more of the budget to Google. And it's going to do all of that stuff. And that'll be great. I mean, it probably won't work as well, or frankly, it'll probably work better than I do it. But at some level, that's probably the future of advertising, considering the AI. But in light of the poor sales, right, of last month, despite our best efforts, and with the macroeconomic headwinds that I talked about in the last episode, we've had to really consider all of the elements of our advertising strategy in in detail. And one of the things that's clearly right now a huge weakness for us is our Facebook advertising. Instagram too, they're the same thing. One of the elements that has been a problem for us is we've got a lot of ads that because we launched new colors, a lot of our best performing ads we had to turn off because they weren't the right colors. We had to reshoot them or come up with new ones and just because of how busy we've been on other projects with the database and everything like that, I haven't really got around to doing a whole new slate of advertising. Now, I mentioned last week that we really do need to have a new slate of advertising and we need to really push hard into the advertising world. Or I may not have mentioned it, but I should have. And it's led to me saying, well, what advertisements really are the future of advertising for us, right? There's a lot of advertising opportunities out there. Video, radio, television, all the usuals, the old stuff, all the social media is the world of that, that complexity. But what, what content do I need to be generating for our advertisements? One of the things that has been a, an element of this is the change between static image to slideshows to dynamic reels, like videos, content on the various social media platforms, specifically on Facebook and Instagram. TikTok changed the whole world when it came to the the market and it showed that the video advertising in that reels can be very powerful. It's a good storytelling medium. It's always been a good storytelling medium, but that was something that wasn't very prevalent on social medias like Instagram. 
because Instagram needs to compete for attention and compete for faces and eyeballs, they ended up launching their own version of TikTok, basically called Reels. Now, to be completely honest, in my opinion, Reels is not as good as TikTok for content, for entertainment, I should say. YouTube Shorts is actually better, I think, than Reels. And I like YouTube Shorts better because it's got a lot less of the Chinese spyware on it, considering TikTok is pretty much just straight up spyware. However, one of the elements of the reason why I like the YouTube Shorts and the previously the TikTok style entertainment over Reels is that Reels doesn't have as much storytelling. There's a lot more emphasis on those other two platforms for storytelling content with voiceovers or storytelling content where it's you talking to someone, you know, someone's talking to the camera and you're looking at their face, right? Instagram Reels still has a high level of, I would describe it as um, inorganic videos that are polished and presented properly and they have the audio behind them rather than voice and a lot of things like that. And I think that's the nature of the platform to some extent. And I think that's where the platform it came from. I think a lot of the Instagram platform is businesses. I think it's a huge way that businesses reach out to their communities. And so a genuinely large amount of the platform's content created every day is business created. Because of that, businesses, I think, often struggle with the organic posting. I mean, we've struggled with it in the past. And arguably, we have a really good opportunity to do organic posting, right? We've got a cool founder with a cool story who likes to talk to the camera, right? That should be a, a big win for us. But the problem is, is generating that content is difficult, especially in the world that we live in day to day, right? For me, I don't know. It's hard for me to be able to say what would be good content because I am so into it and I'm so into the world of manufacturing and into the world of production that to me, I don't know what would make good content. Now, that taking my own advice from years ago, just put it out there and the market will tell you what good content is. So we need to do more of that organic stuff. but hard to do that organic stuffing advertisements, right? Organic content like that, where it's someone talking to the camera is not normally a very successful marketing strategy as a campaign an advertisement. Now, I don't know that for a fact. And so we will be doing some of our more unpolished videos for social media advertising when we get there. But the goal for the next month for me is that we need to generate more content that is polished seven to 15 second videos and we need to show the product in use. So for example, if you are on our Instagram, you follow our Instagram, we recently posted a reel of me walking through the woods with a classic cut journal and writing in it, right? I think it looked nice. It was very polished. It was very pretty. And I think it made for a good ad. We immediately posted that to our social media um, advertising campaigns, and we're going to continue to push those out. And it dawned on me that I need to be, we, I was looking at the advertising at the peak of our, at the height of our, of our advertising kind of strategy, we had something like 20 to 30 pieces of content that were all into a single campaign. And the campaign using its AI would allocate budget to the various campaigns, sub campaigns um, based off their performance, right? So there was 25 pieces of content for the AI to choose from right now. There's only about seven because we've had to turn out, turn off so much of our content. And I noticed Merrill brought up to me the other day that two of those pieces of content, two of those seven don't render properly on mobile devices, which is a lot of our content is viewed via mobile. So we need to have 25 pieces of content, right? And I think that we, frankly, out of those 25 pieces of content, I think 24 of them need to be something 
dynamic, maybe 23 of them, need to be dynamic videos like the one that we just posted on social media to Instagram that was that beautiful walk in the woods. They need to be showing off the product. And there's a great opportunity to do do so. And I've come up with something like 20 to 25 ads right now of short little seven to 20 minute, 20 second, excuse me, seven to 20 second segments that tell a story, right? It's hard to tell a story in seven seconds. It's hard to tell a story in 20 seconds, but you can do it, right? It's easier to do with video than it is with anything else. So for our purposes, we need to be generating a lot of that content. And that's tricky, right? Because we don't have a professional, you know, editing studio that we have set up properly yet. And we don't have outside third parties that we do this. So it needs to be me. It needs to be our team generating that content, polishing it up, presenting it, getting it out there. Now, the camera that we purchased has helped a lot. It does do very beautiful photos that need very little editing, very good videos that need very little editing right off the bat. And that's excellent. That helps us quite a bit with the production side of things. But it's just the getting it done, right? It's it's the backdrops. It's the costumes. It's the, the, the individual frames and shots and the way that they need to be imaged out and visioned out so that they can work together to create a seamless story, right? That takes time. It really does. And it really needs to happen now because last month was pretty abysmal. We had that one big bulk order from the auction house in New York that really did save our bacon in many ways. But we can't rely on that coming in this next month, so we have to get our advertising ducks in a row. And we will. And it's funny because I was thinking about this. I, was, I talked to a friend of mine who wanted to do photography two years ago, three years ago, and I said to them, look, I would love to send you a large crop of our products, if not everything. And this, this person was someone I knew from my, my hometown way back when. And I said to them, I said, you want to be a professional photographer, but you're struggling to get clients. Here's what I would love to do. I would love to send you our entire product line in every color and have you take pictures, videos, short little content, and generate at least 30 of those a month so we'd have something for every day, right? Ideally, it'd be something more like 50 so that we could choose, pick and choose, or we could have, you know, variety, and I'd pay you a flat fee for those 50 things, right? And we do that every month, right? That'd be a content that you could, and you can do it on your own time whenever you're free, as long as you can get us the content for the next month by the end of the month, right? We don't care when it comes. And they turned me down. But I still think that's a great idea. And that idea actually has evolved. And I think that there's a whole new world of, going back to AI, there's a whole new world of image creation via AI. And there's this big debate going on right now in the art world, which is, is AI art art, right? Now, there's all sorts of legal questions that that get into. Because, for example, if an AI generates a beautiful piece of artwork and someone prints it out, puts it on a canvas and shows it at a gallery and then sells it for $900 or $1,000 or $40,000, well, didn't the AI generate that, right? Didn't the AI, does the AI get credit? Does the AI creator get credit? Do they, I mean, how does that work? And that's a good question, but that's a more ethereal question in my opinion. There's a more nuts and bolts question, which is AI generating images, videos for companies like mine. And how would it work? And that's a good question. If it works anything like chat GTP, it might work something like me typing in a, a prompt saying, I'd like a slim cut in Americano in someone's hand walking through the forest on a nature walk where they open it up and look at trail maps, right? I'd give it a description of what I wanted it to do. And then it would generate that as a a video, right? I could say, I want a seven second video that generates like this and it could generate it. That's not that unrealistic right now. 
I don't think right now that there's any company that can do that. There's any AI that does do that. But it's not that unrealistic to think that it could in the near future. And that will be very interesting to see how that works, to see how that changes things. Because what ends up happening is this kind of strange, dynamic world where if the AI can generate content like that, and I'm sure that it would need to train on a lot of our images, right? We would need to submit to it an enormous body of images of all of our products in a variety of angles, in a variety of lightings. Like we would need to teach it what our product looks like. But once we've submitted to it, excellent photography of all of our products from all of the different angles and all the different colors. And we gave it that big, big set of data to work off of. I don't think it'd be a very big stretch for it to be able to generate images at least and a very likely videos like I just described. And if we can do that, suddenly now that eventually leads into a world where not only does the AI generate the image from the prompt, but the AI might eventually generate the prompt itself, right? It may be able to detect certain advertisements that it has generated in the past are doing well, right? It may be able to look at the Facebook data, for example, or the Instagram data and say, I, the AI, created a prompt about camping, but people only watched the first six seconds of it, didn't get to the last 15 seconds of it, so I'm going to rewrite the prompt either to showcase more of the product or better in the product in the first six seconds, or I'm going to rewrite the story to make it more appealing in the first six seconds, or I'm going to come up with something. And the AI could generate a variety of new pieces of content, giving itself its own prompt based off of the data it's getting back from Facebook, which is a lot more data than I could ever really review. And then it could generate new prompts. And theoretically, as it gets better and better, and it is getting better and better, you wouldn't be able to tell as the viewer whether the content was generated by me filming on my camera in the woods or whether it was generated by the AI creating an artificial environment of the woods and then putting content into it using rendering animation. And that's mind-blowing to think about because that doesn't end with videos, right? There's a big argument right now, a big debate going on around deep fakes, right? Because deep fakes, I am sure very soon that there will be a deep fake of me And here's why I say that. If you fed an AI, you can feed an AI videos of someone talking. And if you feed them enough content, they can generate an enormously accurate, a deeply accurate representation, a photorealistic, video realistic movement of their mouth, facial tics, unique things like this. You'll be able to generate a deep fake of me saying anything you want me to say, right? Which is terrifying to think about, but that's the the future, unfortunately, that we are careening towards with no sign of stopping. And I've done my podcast for years now. So it may even be able to age me up accurately and do deep fakes. Not only that, but there's an Adobe product that's been in the works for a while now, and it might be out there already, that can take a large enough voice sample data from a subject. And then using that voice sample, it can, it can make that voice say anything with correct inflection, correct grammar, correct... Phrasing, speaking, pausing, you know, the little things that make us human. It can put all of those things correctly into a phrase that's generated by that. All of those things generate a very interesting world. Because suddenly, with the combination of deepfake technology, with a combination of that audio technology, with a combination of AI, the AI could generate this podcast exactly as you see it now, and it would be virtually impossible for you to tell the difference. 
the AI would write the dialogue, the AI would write the voice programming, the AI would write the way I look on the camera and all of that things, and it would generate it all. And so it's hard to see where this ends. You can see that this gets careens out of control. Eventually, entire websites will be generated by AI in real time for you specifically. Eventually, the AI will be able to build, and I'm not saying the AI, like one AI. At some level, these are all different AIs, right? They're different AIs built for different purposes. Now, they may end up developing a way to communicate with each other that's deeper and broader than the rudimentary ways that technology communicates now, right? To some extent, the AI that generates the Facebook algorithm that shows the ads may be able to generate the enough it may be able to share the data with the AI that's generating the content in a way that is far more complicated than what I can, what it generates to me, what it gives to me, right? And if I was Facebook right now, or Meta, as they're called now, I would be working on generating that AI way more than generating the metaverse. Because if Facebook could come to me tomorrow and say, if you can give us a thousand pictures, of every one of your products and all the different angles and all the different lightings and everything like this, and our AI can generate a thousand pieces of different content that are all photorealistic and look good based off of a variety of prompts, and it, the, the AI that we do that generate content is the same AI or at least communicates well with the AI that generates, that puts the ads out, you'd better believe I'd be saying yes. Because that's a huge, that'd be a huge breakthrough, right? Now, all of a sudden, I, the ads are evergreen, right? And I'm, what I mean by evergreen is it's not that the ad is evergreen. It's that the content that it's generating, it can create new advertisements to replace old advertisements that aren't working as well. It can analyze why those ads aren't working very well and come up with new ones. And if you think this all sounds terrifying and dystopian, it is. And I don't see why it's not going to be the future. I don't see no, what, would, what would stop it from being the future. Because you as the consumer will likely not be able to tell especially as it gets better and better. And for businesses, especially if the price is right, it won't make any sense to not do it, right? Especially if the, if, the, if the AI can generate really good content, right? And that's always the crux. Can it do good content? But if the AI can generate good content and it's not ridiculously expensive or out of people's price range, right? If it can do it for cheaper than I can do it, and it can do it faster than I can do it, and you as the consumer can't tell the difference because it's that good, there's very little incentive to not do that. And there's an enormous amount of incentive to do it. Especially fiscally. Now, I don't necessarily think this is in, in, in entirely a bad thing. Because there will always be individuals who make their own art. There will always be individuals who make their own videos, right? There will always be individuals who like doing the manual labor. The same way there are people who like to do copper plate etching right? And copper plate etching and bossing and printing like that, right? We have a lot more efficient methods of printing now, but that doesn't mean there aren't people who just don't still do that type of thing, right? There's still people who do photo development of actual photos in, you know, red rooms. There's not many of them, but there are, right? So there will always be people who generate that kind of thing. But for most people, it'll be digital cameras and commercial printers, right? And it's hard to say that that would be a bad thing only because, in my mind, it will free up a lot more of people like my time, you know, people like me, it'll free up more of my time to do other things, things that are 
interesting, things that are better. I can develop new products. I can come up with more optimized ways of doing things. That, that's that's where this, at some level, the AI becomes a tool in the in the, the our belt the same way social media advertising has become a tool in our belt. And it's interesting. But until that day happens, I'm going to be the one that has to come up with the videos. I'm going to be able to film it, cut it, put it together, and I'm going to have to do that very manual process. And then... If that ad doesn't work, I'm probably not going to have access to enough data to be able to properly analyze why. And so I'll just have to come up with a new one. I'll have to come up with a new advertisement, either from the same footage cut differently or from different footage. And it'll just be that way. And I got to do all that now because we need to make this progress happen within the next month. But I think. I think that. It's possible. I think that we will succeed from this. I think the ads will work better when we do them this way and we'll see it's always a guess it's always a gamble that's the nature of small business in general and it's the nature of advertising for sure so i appreciate all of those of you who have bought from us in the past i would love to hear more from you in the comments below about what ad triggered you to buy right how many times did you see ads from us what ads did you see was there a specific ad that you thought to yourself that's it that's good or, or there was an ad where you're like you know what i'm gonna get it and you ended up getting it, right? You ended up buying, right? Was it the first ad you saw? Was it the 20th ad you saw? What did it take, right? I'd love to know more. Tell me in the comments below. Send us an email if you don't want to use the comments on YouTube. Um, I would love to talk to you guys. Use our Discord. Join our Discord. Top of the link below. All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in today. Be sure to check back in next Thursday for that next topic. And don't forget to check that subscribe button as well as the notification bell to get notified when we launch new episodes. If you have any questions or concerns about your binders, folios, journals, anything else we sell, please do feel free to contact us on the main page of our website at murdycreative.co. You can also give us a phone call, 414-434-9001. We're available Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Central Time. We are not available on federal holidays, so that's just something to note. You can also text us at that number as well, 414-434-9001. We are happy to help in any way. If you'd like to email us instead, you can send an email to sales at murdycreative.co, sales at murdycreative.co. We are happy to help that way as well. If you think we deserve a good review, you can go a long way to help us grow, both a review on the product itself as well as a review on the podcast if you're listening on a mobile application of some type. You can go to murdercreative.co slash review to leave us a review, or you can go to murdercreative.co slash leave a review to leave us a review. It'll direct you right now, I believe, to Google. It may direct you someplace else in the future. We've been trying to change where we have our, our reviews go just to help us optimize you know, the various SEO, Facebook advertising, all of the things that go into the world of that day. So... Uh, wherever we have you, we send you, that's the best place for us to leave free to leave a review for us. If you, if you can, you can also you, you go to murdycreative.co slash reviews to read all of our amazing reviews. And we love, uh, love that. So word of mouth is the best form of advertising. Tell your friends and family. You can get a little something for doing that. If you go check out our rewards program in the bottom left-hand corner, the main page of our website. So check that out. If you're looking for multiple binders, journals, folios, folders, anything we sell for gifts, giveaways, menus, really any reason we do have bulk discounts available. You can mix and match to your heart's desire and add it all to your cart. It will just, it just is based off the total cart quantity, right? So there's no, you don't have a minimum order of anything specific. You can just mix and match the bulk discounts start at quantity of five and it'll auto apply the appropriate discount in the cart. Once you hit checkout, it'll detect the correct amount. You can get a minimum. We have no minimum order quantities and no setup fees, however, for our custom engraved items. So if you want to get just one of something, you can do that. You go to our website, you go to any of the product pages, you click the blue button that says add custom engraving. It'll bring up the custom version of that product and you can launch the customizer with the blue button on that page. 
Once you launch the customizer there, you can upload images, you can add text, you can resize, rotate, reposition, all the usual things, and then hit add to cart. It'll automatically correct um, or automatically detect the amount of engraving, and it'll apply the appropriate cost to that. It's normally $15 to $20. We have no minimum order quantities. You can get just the one if you want just the one. We can't do copyright images unless you have permission. That's a note. But you can do just the one if you want. However, bulk discounts also apply to custom engraved items. So if you want to get a whole bunch of something for your company, you can go make the one, add it to your cart, change the quantity in your cart, hit checkout. It'll auto apply the appropriate discount and you can get, you know, and then we're off to the races. So check that out. If you're interested, if for whatever reason you don't see that blue button for add custom engraving or anything else, it seems to not be working, you can feel free to send us an email, sales at murdercreative.co, sales at murdercreative.co. We can customize virtually anything we have. We just don't have the customizer up for every product yet. So check that out. Send us an email if you want something custom, you don't see it um, from a custom engraving standpoint, and we'd be happy to create a mock-up as well as a custom order link for you to use. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great day and goodbye.